Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose. And this is program number 43 on the series The Life. And it's called The Light Part 3 because we like talking about the light because Jesus is the light. And... Uh, and it's uh, it's a great topic, and light comes in so many forms, and light is... And, and I think one of the best attributes of light is that it chases out the darkness. It chases away the darkness. Uh, Susan, before we get going, would you open with a word of prayer, please? Yes. Our loving Father in heaven, we are grateful that we have an opportunity to talk about you and your... Um, wonderful characteristic of light, and uh, we just pray that you will help us to uh, do justice to uh, your character and um, just guide our words and our thoughts and uh, send your Holy Spirit to be with us and with everyone who's listening, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, before we get going, I would like to give a shout-out to somebody, Mr. Mike Hodge, a good friend of ours, uh, Family Mechanical Services. And um, Mike has been a supporter of ours for years now, and, and uh, he kind of kick-started a, a something for us in regards to Sirius Satellite Radio that we're now going to be on for... Um, We've scheduled a year. <laughs> scheduled a year, and hopefully it'll be more than that. And so I just wanted to personally on the air thank Mike and Family Mechanical Services for uh, for their continued support throughout our, the years throughout the years right. for our, of, of our ministry and it's people like mike that keep us going and it's uh well and you it, know it's it's interesting because um even when we started this radio program how long ago 10 years ago 10 years ago and we came in and we spoke to to ann who is the ministry director and arranges for for radio programs um and she said you know if you don't have the money just let me know and yeah. we can cancel it because when we started out it was a little bit rocky yeah not so rocky but we knew that god had led us here yeah. and um god has just been faithful through everything and and we just decided that we'd really like to take this message um you know a message the message of healing and god's design for reconciliation and restoration to a larger market and We've had really um, wonderful response from Sirius Family Talk Radio. Yeah, so, so uh, we're thankful for that. We're very thankful, yes. and 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 thank you, thankful uh, to Mike Hodge and uh, also Roblin Contracting and, and a lot of the supporters that we yes. have out there. There, thank everybody for your continued support. Um, it's uh, it's humbling to to know that. Uh, we get to we get to be a small part, I yeah, think, in, in uh, this 
big picture of God. In the big in the in God's big picture on on healing and restoring people, uh, hurting people, and uh, God's there to to ease that pain and to to help us to to walk through it. The the floods of life. He helped Noah to get through the flood of life and the fires of life. He helped Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walk through the fires of life and. Uh, and and so he's there always he's always there and and times are different now we see things our world changing and um uh the thing is is that uh god calls us to be faithful in those little things and to um be present mm-hmm. when when it's necessary and it, so we're going to talk about abraham and abraham was present when god called abraham yeah. answered and we'll, we're going to look at that metaphor because jesus said your your father abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad and abraham he prayed prayed earnestly to god uh that he might be able to to see jesus you know and and Jesus said that he wanted to see him, and he saw his day. That's what he told uh, the disciples, and he also told the Pharisees that, that Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Right, and it, as a supernatural light was given to Abraham, and he acknowledged that um, uh, Christ's divine character. He saw his day, and he was glad, and he was given that view of, of the of the divine sacrifice for sin, what what Christ had done, God's only Son, you know, um, and and that illus- it, I think it was really brought home that illustration that happened in his life that God was teaching him through yeah. um, his own Son, right through his own Son. You know, the command: "Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and offer him for a burnt offering," and and. You know what had to have gone through Abraham's mind to lose his son. To lose his son. Um. So the um, as he waited beside the altar, um, with the knife upraised because he was going to obey God, he heard a voice from heaven saying, "Not." Don't lay thy hand upon the lad, neither do anything unto him. For I know that I that you fearest God, seeing that you have not withheld thy son, thy only son, from me. Okay, so it's an interesting metaphor. Number one, who gave something up in the metaphor? It was Abraham, the father. The had, father right. was the one that gave up. Right. Who was hurt the most in the metaphor? Well, I think it was the father. The father as well. Who agonized? I think it prior was... Prior to and... During the whole during process. During the whole ordeal. It was definitely the, the father. The father. What was the offering for? It was an offering for sin. Mm-hmm. To win us back to trust. In other words, Abraham got to see the agony of what the father had to go through when when Jesus went to the cross it wasn't to the the the, the sacrifice wasn't to appease Abraham right. it wasn't to appease the father right. it was to illustrate what a father goes through when his son is willing to give up his life for to, others to save someone else and so Abraham agonizes through this thing and Abraham got to see I mean remember you mem- you mentioned 
He got to see the character, the divine character, as he sees the father giving up and the son giving up. And they're both giving through this sacrifice. And, and nobody's being appeased. Nobody, right. it's, it's a, there's what, no payment. There's no payment. Right. What it is is they're showing to the entire universe what God is willing to give, what he's willing to agonize through, what he is willing to to do to save humanity, and it's to be totally giving. Right, and that's exactly what the cross is. It reveals the sacrificial, unselfish heart of the whole Godhead entire together. Entire Godhead together with right. one purpose, to show their love. Right. It was, it was a terrible ordeal that was imposed upon Abraham so that he might see the day of Christ, and he realized the great love of God for the world, a love so great that he gave his only begotten son to the most shameful death. And so isn't that amazing? That we can go back in time and see everything that Abraham went through, and it shows the true picture, the true character of, of God, and it so that's that, right. It shows that true true picture of what the sacrifice really was. It wasn't some pagan. I'm going to offer my son's blood up to you so that you will like me or you will accept me. God it, is saying this is the pain that we're going yeah, through, Abraham, what, in order to save humanity. Exactly. It was an illustration of giving. It, God's not a selfish God demanding appeasement, but rather a sacrificial God, showing that the world that he's anything but selfish. For God so loved the world that he gave, not took, gave. Right, and Abraham learned from God the greatest lesson that's ever been given to, to, to mortals. His prayer that he might see Christ before he was, before he should die was answered. He saw Christ. He saw all that all that mortal can see and live by making an entire surrender he was able to understand the vision of christ which he had been given and so that's the thing do we understand the true vision of what the godhead is doing and what they're trying to communicate to humanity right we are here to win you yeah you don't need to give you don't need to give blood or no any in order to for you to be reconciled to us right we're we're, we're here we're here that's still, our that's we're, what we're trying to do we're right. trying to reconcile you right abraham was shown that in giving his only begotten son to save sinners from eternal ruin god was making a greater and more wonderful sacrifice than any man could ever make and that's the metaphor that's the illustration uh is is you know, think about what was going through Abraham's mind, and he finally saw how sacrificial it had to have been for God to do that, to give that much. Right, and so that's interesting because as we go through the Bible, and especially as we go through the life of Jesus, do we see the lessons that are being taught, or are they just stories to us? Mm-hmm. You know, can we look beyond um, our own understanding of of what we see to be able to to see that grander picture that God's trying to um, to communicate to us because Abraham's experience answered the question and this is from um, Micah six verses six and seven wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God shall I come before him with burnt offerings with calves of a year old. Will the Lord be pleased with the thousand thousands of rams or with ten thousand of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body, for the sin of my soul? Amazing. In the words of Abraham, my in my son, 
God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering, Genesis 22.8. The burnt offering was to signify the cutting out of sin in one's life. The priest would cut away the fat and burn it on the altar, a metaphor for the goodness of God consuming the sin in our lives. That's what the metaphor, that's what the burnt offering was. Right, because it's interesting that God is asking Abraham to do something that the pagan world did because i mean you can even look at at solomon and he offered gave the children through the his fire. children to the god of moloch yeah. right and um and it's so i think that a lot of times people can see those stories about god and say wow if, if god if yeah. that's your god why would i want any part of him but you see the metaphor is the priest would cut away the fat and burn it just like god wants to deal with the sin problem in right that's, that's what he's dealing with right he doesn't have a problem. He never did have a problem. Right. We're the ones right. with the There's problem. There's nothing we can do to change no. God. He doesn't need to be changed. He doesn't need to be changed. We're the ones with the problem. We have sin in our lives, and he's trying to eradicate it. And the only way he can get his our attention is to fully give of himself, 100% sacrificial everything. And so he gives, and that's the illustration that we see. Right, because the pagan system of sacrifice really doesn't work with God. No father was to give up his or, or her daughter, her, his son or his daughter for a sin offering. That would constitute a payoff. Yeah, we're not saved by a payoff. We're saved by grace. And so I think sometimes we think that um, that we do have to do something in order to be accepted in the beloved, Well, that's right? only natural. It's a natural human condition to try to be a good little boy or a good little girl. I mean, it's it's only natural because if not, we are looking over our shoulder expecting punishment because we're not good because mm-hmm. it's the way things are set up. But we're not we're not saved by a path. We're saved by grace. God is the only one that can remove the sin from our lives. And it's not done through a legal payment. It's done through a surrender of the heart to God and to allow him to cut out the selfishness. No surrender, no salvation. And that's a, that's a, so I think for humanity, okay, so let's break it down. For me, surrender, you know, that was the, the old saying that I used to say, everything I ever gave up had claw marks claw all marks over it. Claw marks all over it. Because I was trained to hang on to it, yeah. right? And God is saying, but if you surrender, there'll be a better, a better thing. So, uh, this weekend we have I don't I this is kind of not in the script but um, I got a call from somebody and Rich and I have miniature donkeys and this this woman her donkey um, they got up on Sunday morning and they found one of their donkeys had passed, had passed away. away miniature donkey and and these donkeys are extremely social and they have to be in pairs that's just how they are and so their donkey that was left won't come out of the barn he's depressed he's just um, just really having a hard time because his buddy is gone. He had been with him for four years. And so she's looking for a donkey and, and we have a little boy that we're going to sell to them. And um, he was born at our place. He's seven years old and he's always been there. And I'm just having a really hard time letting him go because I love him so much. But if I don't let him go, then he's not going to be able to take his place in and, providing the love and the comfort that the, that donkey needs. Yeah. So, the other donkey needs. Right. And so as difficult, and I know it has nothing to do with where well, God's Well, it does at. because you've got to surrender something up and sacrifice for a greater good. Right. And so it's it actually is a really good parallel and a metaphor how much it hurts 
to give someone up that you love that right. you love yeah. so that someone else can be made whole because yeah because that little donkey won't even come out of the barn right now right and so we want we want everything to be made whole and it and it does it's hard and it's once again an illustration of what god will do to get our attention and say look at i'm here for you i've always been here for you the reason it has to be a surrender is it because it has to be our decision right we don't change god's not going to make us do something if we surrender if we surrender then it's our own individuality that's made the choice that's made the choice and it's who we who we become by our choices and and i know it's the right decision it's just that my heartstrings are so tight i know isn't it crazy people my my heartstrings are so tied to this little boy and, and his name is andre the giant because he's like I think 27 inches tall. 28 inches. Yeah, so he's really tiny, but we always called him Andre the Giant because he's the tiniest one we have. But I... And and I think it is a good lesson because I do have a hard time letting go of, you know, like the animals and and people and things like that. And God is saying, but this is for the better good. Yeah. So are we willing to sacrifice and surrender for the better good? betterment of other people and right other and it situations. has to be our choice that's right. like the title of the program freedom to choose because if not if we're forced um then it's not really us making the decision and the character doesn't get any benefit right and it's not i'm not trying to like hog the show but it's just <laughs> like when i was arrested and thrown in jail i never made the choice to stop using drugs i just only stopped because i was forced to because i didn't have the opportunity right right and you got out and what happened i went right back to using drugs right um, and so uh, it wasn't until the Lord really changed my heart. And it's a heart change. Yes. It's, a, it's the surrender. Right. And some of us, me included, had to be thoroughly beaten. Mm-hmm. And, if, you know, for God to say, look, at you know, your way hasn't worked. Right. It hasn't worked. What are you going to do? Right. You know, addiction's funny. It be we, we just fight and we kick and scratch and try to continue to do it our own way and refuse to surrender, and God cannot help an, an unsurrendering heart. That's one thing he will not do force. is force his will on us. Right. He it's love cannot be forced. And so he all he can do is show us his goodness, show us his sacrificial character what he's willing to go through for us how many times he'll prop us back up how many times he'll sweep up the broken glass of the messes that we've made and he'll always be there and and it's just, and and as by beholding his character that's how our ch- character can change right we can change by we, beholding, we have we to become. have that mind of christ and that's the mind of giving and of uh restoration and you know yeah. we can all be a part of that yeah in many different ways in life Yep, so the name of God given to Moses to express the idea of his eternal presence had been claimed by Jesus. He had announced himself to be the self-existent one. Existent one. He had been promised to Israel, who, he whose goings forth have been from old, from the days of everlasting or the days of eternity. That's eternity. That's Micah 5.2. Right. And again, the priest and the rabbis cried out against Jesus as a blasphemer. His claim to be one with God had before stirred them to take his life. And a few months later, they plainly declared, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because you have, because of that, being a man, you make yourself God. Yeah, so when, you know, because that, that did, that blew their mind when, when he said, you know, Abraham rejoiced to see 
My day. My day. Yeah. And he saw it. And they said, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? And, you know, of course, Jesus is speaking the truth, but he's really confusing them because they're not they're not thinking along the same lines that, that Jesus is. And we can see all through Scripture where our human mind doesn't think like God, like when Jesus... Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, when Jesus didn't go help John the Baptist when he was in prison, that confused the disciples. Mm-hmm. Or when he didn't go immediately when Lazarus was sick, right. that confused the disciples. But God is always illustrating something. He's always doing something, uh, and sometimes we have to wait. Some we Sometimes we have to wait for him, and, and that's the hardest part. We, we kind of want what we want, and we want it now. Um, that's the way the human condition is. Mm-hmm. And so, like when Jesus didn't go to see John the Baptist in prison, the Pharisees used that as ammunition against him. Right. They, You know, constantly. You know, I can only imagine, well, you know, if he was the Messiah, at least he could have helped the guy that, that was introducing him. Right. But he didn't. He didn't, and, and for a purpose. Right. You know, and everything in God's world has a purpose. Um hearts have to be ready mm-hmm. um, well and i think that's that that's why jesus was illustrating the the truth about the soils right the parable about the soils mm-hmm. you know the one's rocky ground one's caught up with the weeds and um but the the heart that is prepared the soil that's prepared it's to receive up. yes it's broken up and it's it's ready to receive that was word. your heart broken up was it ready to receive when when you got clean and sober. Finally, right? yes. Finally. At, well, yes, when I was at, at death's door. and So and it took a little more breaking up. It took a little... I, that's because I think I'm just a very, was a very stubborn person and, and not willing to surrender from fear. Right. You know, from fear that I couldn't live life on life's terms, that I had to have something to help me along the way because... I can't do it on my own. And I little did I know that that came from God. It doesn't come from money or a substance or, um, you know, a person or uh, power or, or any or position that it's, it's an intangible thing, but provided for provided to me freely. Yeah. There's something to be said about being able to sit inside one's own skin and be okay with everything mm-hmm. um not having to to numb in any way shape or form and to and i i for me i know that it, you know if i put myself in the center mm-hmm. i will be in big trouble every time uh because if i put myself in the center i will start um protecting myself uh-huh. if i put god in the center and then automatically he will he will prompt me to start thinking of other people and and right he becomes our focus instead of us being right the focus. right he becomes and and you know who especially an addict who can lose when you see how he treated the drowned trodden and how he came and he healed him and how he you know i mean god himself walking with the downtrodden the outcasts and them coming to him with their problems and him being so gracious as to heal their leprosy and cast out the demons. And and I, and I think even people who don't have issues that are shown on the outside, 
can also identify with that, right? We're all, everybody in this world is downtrodden. We all have problems, but Jesus can come in and he can, he can help you through them and guide you yeah. to safety. Yeah. And, and that's what he wants to do more than anything, but he needs us to give him the thumbs up. Right. We need Behold, to I stand at the door and knock. Right. Why is he knocking? Because he's on the outside. Right. So are we going to be willing to let him in, to ask him in? If any man open the door, that's the surrender. Right. We have to open the door. He's not going to force his way in. And if we, you know, understanding that he's going to do everything in his power to get our attention, he's going to do everything in his power to get our attention and, and, um, but he's not going to force his way in. No, he's going to he gently can't. knock. He can't do that. Right. Yeah, um, we're going to have to wrap it up here again, folks. Uh, we just wanted to thank you for being with us today. Uh, you can reach us at www.justasiamministries.com if you want some resources. Drop us an email or uh, shoot us a call. And uh, remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle, and you have the freedom to choose. Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.